Great to have your company once again on NBL Now, our roundtable editions during the FIBA break. We're getting closer and closer to things starting, which is good because Derek Rucker and Damon Lowry just about had enough of each other, to be honest. So stay nice. We're talking about the Sydney Kings today, one of the biggest teams in the competition. They sit second on the table. They're seven and four. Is it fair to say that they're very well placed at the FIBA break? They are. They Even though they had a hiccup against the Melbourne United, that is no nothing to be disgraced about. They know who they are. They... <laughs> okay. They they know who they are as a team. They're trending right. They 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 got a three-peat in their sights. Whether they'll be able to do it, we'll see. But all the pieces are there. We have now a healthy DJ Hogue. Jalen Adams is the greatest orchestra player in the competition right now, in my opinion. Lead point guard. Jonah Bowden. I'm surprised he's playing as well as he is, considering the break that he's had. I feel like uh, head coach Mahmoud is just, they, he got all the pieces there and they playing the right way. So I think they track and fine. That is an overgloss analysis of the Sydney Kings. I cannot believe this. Jack, we're down there every week. In fact, some people actually think we work for the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> we do not work for the Kings. But, but we are open to offers. <laughs> hey, for the right price, we'll work for anyone. <laughs> Look, Dane, I don't think they're playing well. Realistically, they could have lost that New Zealand game. But didn't. They should have lost the Brisbane game. But didn't. And they blew the lead against Melbourne United. I haven't seen them win a convincing game in a while against a good team. I'm not sure the coaching staff at the moment has a feel for not only this team, but I'm not sure Abdel Fattah has a feel for the league yet. I think there have been several instances during the season thus far where I'm over there, I have anxiety because I'm waiting for him to please call a timeout. Mm. I can hear people in the crowd like groaning, like we've got to stop this run somehow. We saw it in Melbourne with the Melbourne United game in the third quarter. Melbourne United are coming strong at them, and I just thought the game – some, that he needed to stop and change what was going on. And it's not always reflected in the score. It's the energy and it's the vibe. Sometimes if the if you let the lead get down to only five, it's too late. Mm. You may as well be behind at that point because the momentum's changed. I see that. Sorry, Jack. No, no, go. He, he's new to the league, yeah. obviously. And he's used to dealing with prima donna type dudes in the G League, guys that think they're going to make the NBA just based off of one play. He comes here. He got to get the players' trust. So he's that guy that goes, I'm not going to overcoach. I'm not going to be yelling and bark. I'm going to let you figure it out on the fly. He's trusting his guys that way. And it all and it, it, it bit him against the Melbourne United. He trusted them too much. They couldn't stop that run. But I think moving forward, the more he's there, the more they're together, that relationship will get stronger as a result of him letting players figure it out for themselves. Mm. What grade do you give them both for the season so far? I got him as a B-. minus. A B minus, and it's a solid B minus because again, they brought back just about everybody. I mean, you get back the, the former league MVP and Jaden Adams. Denzel Valentine is rounding into some form, almost had a triple double the other night. I feel like all the pieces are there. The DNA, that championship DNA, it's there. They got Galloway to come back into the team. Malawash has just turned out to be this other new player, and Alex Tui. Look, all the pieces are there. They're going to be there when it's all said and done. I've got them at a solid B, maybe a B plus, because I trust the infrastructure that you talked about. And I think that Mahmoud is 
intelligent enough enough. I love his demeanor and all that stuff. I just question the stoppages of play and how he navigates through that and some of the lineups. But I think that eventually they have enough talent. Those guys are only going to get better the more they play alongside each other. And once they get Jordy Hunter back, mm. that is going to be a complete team. They showed in 25 minutes of basketball that they can blow Melbourne United straight out of the water. Yeah. They just didn't know what to do once they got in the boat. <laughs> they had no idea what to do. When the boat started leaking, yeah. they couldn't patch it up. Yep. So that leads into the big three perfectly because question mm. number one is, do they have a plan B? We, we know what plan A is. It's exactly what you spoke about from the Melbourne United game. Do they have plan B, C, and D that they can go to? I think on the fly, they will. On the fly. And it's all going to be led by Jalen Adams. Now, Jalen Adams had a down game against Melbourne United. But I think you, we're not going to see multiple games like that by Jalen. So they have a brand and a style. And Chris Golding knew about it. He knows about it in the first half. They are still going to spread you out. Yes, we are going to switch everything. You know it. We know it. What are you going to do about it? We, like when you say when Jordy Hunter gets back out there, another shot blocker to go with Jonah Bolden. This is our style. We trust it. And out of 28 games, we can win 22 out of those games playing this way and make you have to adjust to us. So do they have a plan B or a plan C? Maybe, maybe not, because they plan A is that good that they might not need to. I don't know. Um, I hear you. Is it going to be good enough to beat Melbourne United in a five-game championship series? And that's got to be the objective. Has to be. Yep. Sydney aren't thinking about, oh, we want to knock off cans in a three-game series. Like, they are expecting to win any semifinals matchup. It's what can they do in the championship series? And does history tell us that an up and down team wins championships? Now, you could say last two years, yes, but when it actually got into the crunch in the building in those games, Jack, we saw them in person. That was not the nature of those games. They were drag out half court games. So, do they wait until the moment to figure out whether they can play that way in a championship series? Or do they start trying that plan B now? And I thought the game against Sydney was a great opportunity for them to try and play more of a half-court style when things got tight. They elected not to. They even doubled down on going faster, and it crushed them. Question two, and we all unequivocally love Geordie Hunter, and he, he's mm. no doubt in the running for the most improved player, was runner-up a few seasons ago, could easily win it this year. But when they get to the playoffs and they walk out on court for their first playoff game, and we think it's probably a semi-final, who's the starting big man, Geordie Hunter or Jonah Bolden? Geordie Hunter. Geordie's a starter. Geordie already has a chip. He's been there. He's been in the trenches. Jonah Bowden and him are two different kind of bigs. Jonah wants to step outside, shoot the three ball. He can block shots. Jordy can also hit that three ball. I just think Jordy gives him more stability, more they've been together. They've already been in the foxhole with this man. So he starts. And Jonah, you're fine coming off the bench, coming in for your minutes, changing the game and your kind of brand. But the way Jordy fits with this team, I think it's perfect. I agree, and I think there's some similarities to the Brisbane situation with Baines and Harrison. And it's a sign towards the future as we're building this out. 
what is what is going to be the most authentic lineup? What are we most likely to go with that's going to maximize our success potential? And in Brisbane, I would say it's Harrison starting. And in Sydney, I think I agree with you. I'm going with Hunter because realistically, look, Jonah Bolden still could get NBA looks. Mm. He's still young enough. He may not. He could get EuroLeague looks. If he gets himself going as it looks like he is at 6'11", passing ability, shooting ability, good basketball brain, it could be unlikely that we don't see him again after this season for a very long time. So go with the guy who's going to be around. It's going to give you the longevity. And Jordy's still young. Like Harrison, they, those guys are, haven't even entered their mm. prime as big men. Big men don't get into their full evolution of players until about 28, 29 years old. And question number three, have we seen the best of Jalen Adams yet? Because the bar is so high as an MVP from two seasons ago. Is he there yet? Not quite, but just like that, it's all it takes. Jalen Adams controls the game beautifully. I was surprised. Like He can't play great every single game, but even his down game is a good game. He turned it on late in the fourth quarter against the Melbourne United. It wasn't enough because, like you said, the momentum had already it went the other way. But Jalen Adams is unguardable. They in this in this system suits them, Derek. Mm. We're gonna spread you out, and you can't stay in front of me. You cannot stay in front of me. You try to squeeze and try to help, shooter, shooter, shooter. That brand suits them. If he was playing for the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, we probably wouldn't see the best of Jalen Adams. Styles is fits him perfectly. We haven't seen the best of him yet, but he's got that gear. You can just tell he's never too rushed, never too yeah. panicked. When it's time to get down, he will be there. And I'm unfairly super critical of guards, especially point guards. And I haven't been satisfied with his season thus far. I thought in his first season, he was more consistent game to game and within the game with playing at a high level. This year, it seems like he's darting in and then he's chilling and then he's darting in. He's picking, choosing his times a bit more which I don't love. However, we know that he can change that. And perhaps it's his strategy to make sure that everybody gets the ball early on, get their confidence up, make them feel good about themselves, maybe even let them fail a little bit. Because mm. then you can go like, okay, you know what? We saw I tried we, it your way. We tried it your way. <laughs> yeah. Now we're in February. It's Jalen's way. Mm. Now we're going to go and get this done. Do you remember your year, your MVP year, yeah. the next year? So now you come out. Why are you bringing that up? You know damn well what happened. Right it didn't go to plan. Can you, can you can tell? We move on. <laughs> no, I don't think we all want to hear this that, story. Yeah. That year after you get MVP, what's that like? <laughs> it was tough. Didn't quite go to plan. Probably got distracted a little bit by some things off the floor. Uh, life was good. Signed a new contract. I think I still averaged like 27 or 28. But it wasn't 33, and the team didn't go back to a grand final. In fact, I think we missed out on the playoffs. So it is hard coming back that second season in human nature. We think it's going to be easy. If I just replicate what I did, I'll have the same success. But sometimes the brain doesn't remember what you actually really had to go through to get that success, and you fall off. Mm. Let's talk the plus and the minus. What's their biggest plus for the season so far, Damon? Panic does not live in their heart. They're not worried. They're not flustered. 
They've had champagne burning their retina two years in a row. They ain't, they're not, they ain't tripping there. They're not worried. Okay, you going to run. Yeah, we lost a road game, whatever. We know who we are. We have our identity. That team will not panic. You're going to have to beat them three times in a championship series if they get there. You're tempting me. I, I think they'll get there. I'm worried about the Tasmania matchup. I don't think that's a great matchup if they cross paths. I think there are teams that they would prefer to see, but we know historically Tasmania are a bit of a piece of kryptonite for Sydney. Even that championship series, mm -hmm. Tasmania were really tough. And it's like the little brother. The Jack Jumpers just love playing the Kings. Mm. Now, to your point, I just don't think overall, though, the Kings will fail. Too much talent. As Brett Brown used to always say, let talent prevail. Let talent prevail, yep. What's their biggest plus, do you think? I believe it is just that depth and the ability to throw a lot of bodies at you and maintain that tempo, which is what they want. Now, I don't always agree with the application of it, but they've built that team to play exactly that way, to get up and down like stallions. And they're minus? They're minus. I'm going to go, and we saw it in their last loss at Melbourne United. They take naps. Mm. Yeah. They yep. go to sleep at the worst times. And a lot of that is driven. And again, it all gets back to your point guard and your lead guard because your team pretty much adopts either the personality of your head coach or it takes the personality of your point guard. And Jalen, as I said, has been dipping in and out of games. Mm. And that's how the team has been. And when they dip, Jack, we've seen it. They go on some bad runs. But then you know what they do on the flip side? They can sting you for 14-0. Mm. So, you know, it's just reducing those bad runs and that loss of focus. And uh, I'm sure they'll figure out a way. But they'll be, they'll be significantly, significantly impacting this competition. Mm. What about you, Diamond? What's their minus? I got the minus as they don't have the big scalp. They just don't have that one signature win. Like they beat everybody they're I'm supposed thinking. to beat. Don't worry, I'm thinking. Let me Tasmania Jack Jumpers. That's a big scout. They lost twice. Ooh, that's bad. So does it have to be Melbourne then? You, Melbourne lost to the United, lost to the Jack Jumpers twice, lost to Cairns. So I'm going, okay, yeah, you beat teams that you're supposed to beat, but you're not winning those games. Even though I know they can, you haven't done it yet. And for that reason, I'm just, I'm just reserved just a little bit. And where will they finish at the end of the regular season? It both sounds like you're pretty high on them. Second. Third. Really? Oh. Third. Now I'm really confused. And uh, yeah, that's yeah, I have them second, Jack. They're, they, are the, they are the most talented team in the competition. They're not the best team. And they're vulnerable to a couple of other teams. So I, that's how I see them sitting. The team we talk about next next time we get together, <laughs> is the team that I will have ahead of them. I got them coming third. Spoiler alert. That's the Tasmania <laughs> Jack Jumpers. That's who we're talking March, about next. March, March, We are done for today. Thanks for being with us on NBL Now. We'll catch you next time for our Roundtable Editions.